Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. I can't believe this, brother. We got AEW Talk. Yes, sir. How you doing? We got a lot to talk about when it comes to AEW because we had some Rampage, we had some Dynamite, and we had some good matches to talk about on both shows. That we did. Let's get into it, brother. Yes, sir. So, starting off on Rampage this last Friday, TNT title match, TNT champion, Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, took on the premier athlete and debuting Tony Nice. It's a good way to start so, off your so AEW like, career. Yeah, but I mean, Sammy Guevara again taking on a uh, debuting superstar. Right, right. You got to give it to him. He's not backing down from any he challenges. Backing down, man. So give it to him. All right. So Sammy knocked Nice down with some early punishment. Uh, not forgetting about the cheap shot that Nice gave him to set up this challenge. Sammy hit Nice with a hammer fist after taking him down with a double leg. Nice left, though, left the ring to slow down Sammy's momentum, but it backfired as Sammy fired himself out of the ring with a corkscrew topa suicida. Uh, Sammy then rammed uh, Tony into the steel guardrail, bouncing Nice all over the place. Sammy was getting back into the ring. Nice, though, would knock him off the turnbuckles. Uh, nice got a near fall on Sammy with a gut buster. Nice then guillotined Sammy's neck over the top rope and then followed that up with a moonsault press. Nice sent Sammy hard into the turnbuckles. Sammy would fight back, though, with a sunset flip. But Nice would fire that fire back on that with a thrust kick. 
Knee supplied a body lock on Guevara. Then Tony blocked the roundhouse kick attempt from Sammy. Then Nice countered that with a single leg uh, crab, uh, expertly applied in the center of the ring. Sammy, though, fought from underneath, out from underneath with a clubbing shot to Nice. Sammy did a double springboard into a cutter on Nice for a near fall. Sammy hoisted up Nice for GTH, but Nice would escape and counter that with another single leg crab. Nice attempted a pump handle slam, but Sammy would counter it with a Spanish fly for a near fall. Sammy crashed on in knees with a springboard moonsault from the top rope to the outside. Sammy went for a springboard, but uh, Nice rolled in and knocked Sammy back to the outside. Nice nailed Sammy with a 450 splash for near fall. This is awesome chance began to rain down from the fans, and Sammy would uh, rock Nice with some elbow strikes. Nice schoolboyed uh, school Sammy and then buckle-bombed him. Sammy, though, managed to rally back with a GTH and pinned Nice to retain his title. Man, what a way to start Rampage, right? I mean, right. that's a good match. And, Off the bat. And, and, dude, I mean, Tony Nese, I've always always thought that, you know, he, he didn't get the uh, quite the push that he deserved in WWE. So, again, mm-hmm. is AEW poaching all these free agents? Cause, Basically, it seems like it because it's just, like, unbelievable how many people end up in... Uh, AEW that were former WWE, formerly on the WWE roster. It's crazy. Well, another, but then the other problem is, is Tony Nese is another one that really didn't get a chance on the main roster either for yeah. WWE. He was mostly um, regaled to the NXT roster for the most part. I mean, and he did good in the Cruiserweight Classic, dude. Oh, and God, that was so great. Uh, yeah. 205 Live when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally thought, okay, this is a chance for the Cruiserweights to come back. And they squashed it as quickly as they brought it back. And I'm like, what the fuck? They basically made them their own roster and made them technically the fourth brand. And it was just dumb. Yeah. I mean, they got some action occasionally. They'd be on a pre-show for... A pay-per-view sometimes. Yeah, but but they didn't give them the respect they deserved, dude. I mean, them guys... They can do things in the ring that big man can't. So, right. no, I can't do. Oh, you're talking about uh, big men in wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, we had Jake Cargill taking on the Kick Demon Jane Kai. Is that how you pronounce it? Jane Kai. Jane Kai. Jane Kai. I, I'm not sure, but all right. Thunder Rosa was on commentary for the match. Jade Cargill and Thunder Rosa are scheduled to meet in the semifinals of the TBS Women's Tournament. Uh, Jade lifted Kai and threw her across the ring. Jade then flattened uh, Kai with her fi- uh, jaded finisher and pinned her. Basically a squatch match for Jade Cargill. Uh, Jade will, though, would continue to beat on uh, Kai after the match with pump kick and strikes. Uh, Thunder Rosa left the broadcast booth and ran down to the ring. Rosa avoided a pump kick from Jade and took her down. The referees had to separate Thunder Rosa from Jade Cargill. I mean, uh, what do you... I mean, what do you do? I mean, you see somebody getting beat up, you're going to go try and save them. Right. It is what it is. And I think Thunder and Rosa and Jade are going to, uh, they're going to lock horns and it's not going to be too pretty by the time it's all said and done, dude. Right. It's going to be an ugly match and it's going to be worth every minute when it happens. Oh, it'll, it won't be ugly. It'll be nice, but it's, yeah, it's going to be bad, dude. Well, I'm just saying, it's going to be ugly in the fact that they're yeah. going to try to kill each yeah, other. Yeah, they're going to try to kill each other. 
So that's what I meant by ugly. I'm not. I don't think this is gonna be a squash in the case that this mm-hmm. was that Jake that Jake Gargill got. All right. So the main event as we had the Death Triangle, the Bastard Pock and one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions Penta El Zero Medio with Alex Abrahantes taking on AAA Tag Team Champs FTR Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood with Tully Blanchard. Uh, Penta would sweep out Cash's legs and apply the spinning toe hold. Penta then uh, removed his glove and tossed it to Alex outside the outside the ring, but not before Cash tried to intercept it. Pac tagged in, and then he and Penta uh, hit stereo drop kicks on Cash. Pac then down uh, Dax with a shoulder tackle. Uh, Pac then uh, body slammed Dax. Um, Pac then uh, body dropped Dax. Uh, body dropped him. Sorry. Uh, Penta then tagged back in. And blasted Dax with a drop kick to the tailbone. Uh, Cash then tagged in and kicked Penta across the spine. FDR utilized quick tags to work over Penta in the corner. After miscommunication between FDR, Pac would tag in and double over and doubled over Dax with spinning kicks. Pac then attempted a springboard and lost his balance due to, the, to, to only having vision in one eye. Dax took advantage and immediately tagged in Cash to work over Pac. Uh, FDR blasted Pac with a stereo slingshot underneath the bottom rope. Pac was trying to use his quickness to escape FDR and get to a tag to Penta. Uh, while the referee, though, was distracted, FDR used a backbreaker elbow drop on Pac and almost scored a victory. Pac, though, rallied back and blasted Dax with a shotgun dropkick from the top rope. Penta would tag in and connect it with sling blades both, to both members of FDR. Let's see here. Uh, he then DDT'd Dax. Uh, Penta then wiped out Cash with big crossbody press. He followed that up with a backstabber on Cash for another near fall. Penta tried to set up for the fear factor, but Cash countered with a power slam. Dax tagged in and smashed Penta um, with a le- with a leg drop for a near fall. Penta nailed Ka- uh, Dax with a code red for a near fall. Pac climbed to the top rope and connected with a cross body press on Dax, but Dax would roll through and held onto the trunks for a near fall. Dax planted Pac with a uh, tiger driver for a two count. Pac took out both members of FTR with a moonsault to the arena floor. Malachi Black, though, would sprint out and spray poison mist into Pac's eye, unbeknownst to the referee, Nick Rick Knox. Uh, Dax then pinned Pac after Pac was blinded. FTR tore the mask off of Penta. Alex Abrihantes jumped into the ring to cover Penta, uh, Penta's face with his jacket. Malachi Black came back into the ring and gouged the eye of Pac. Oy. Imagine that. Someone interfering with a tag match. Yeah, man. Uh, not not the, quite the way you want that to end, but guess what, man? We're going to get to see Park versus uh, uh, not Alistair Black, but Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a, a knockdown drag out, dude. They're going to beat the hell out of each other, and I can't wait to see it. All right. Well, of course, if Park has any eyes left. And then there's that, yeah. <laughs> this is the second time he's gotten his eye attacked by Mal. What is with Malachi attacking everybody's eyes? He uh, did it in, in WWE, too, with Rey Mysterio. Well, you take you attack someone's eyes, they can't see nothing. So. That's true. I'm just saying, it seems to be weird that he's continuing the process over in AEW. He's a little bit more sinister here. I like it. It's... it's uh, it's entertaining to say the least, and uh, you know I can't wait to see maybe him push for a, a title run. That would be sweet. He needs to at some point because I'm getting kind of tired of him just kind of hanging around and attacking random people. <laughs> it Am seems kind of random. Uh, 
I mean, he just does. I mean, he attacked Cody first, then he goes after Pac, and it's like, now who's next for you now? Well, I think maybe that's the way he wants it. He doesn't want to let out any kind of secrets. He wants to be able to do his own thing and and uh, be a darker version of what he was meant to be in the WWE. True. So, all right. So, are you ready to kick gears and switch over to Dynamite? Heck yeah, brother. Let's get into this. All right. To start off Dynamite, we had the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale. Last two men standing will wrestle next week at AEW's Dynamite Winter is Coming for the Diamond Ring Prize. Can MJF make it three straight Diamond Ring Battle Royale wins? I hope not. I hope not. Let's let, let let's let's get to this. I want to see what happens. I mean, he, he's gonna if he keeps this up, he's gonna have as many rings as Jordan at this point. <laughs> Coming, he keeps this he's up. He's gonna be the Tom Brady of wrestling. <laughs> I mean, technically though, Tom Brady's actually winning real championships. A Diamond Ring. In this case, it's not really a championship, <laughs> though he has used it as a like as a weapon. So I guess I don't know. You get enough, he'll be using them like brass nuts, right? Diamond nuts, baby! Diamond nuts, let's go! <laughs> All right, Long Island Zone. MJF was out in the ring with Wardlow and Sean Spears. Jay Lethal almost eliminated MJF at the start, but Wardlow managed to save MJF. Wardlow eliminated Lee Moriarty with a press slam over the top rope. Imagine that. Uh, speaking of Brass Nucks, the bunny slipped Brass Nucks to Matt Hardy, and he knocked out Jay Lethal and then eliminated him. As Hardy was celebrating, Dante Martin flipped Hardy over over to the arena floor. Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, two big hosses, rammed into each other like two bulls colliding in the center of the ring. That must have been fun to watch. Oh, yes. Leo Rush did a handstand flip and kicked Hobbs out of the ring, eliminating one of the members of Team Taz. MJF took a cheap shot at Dante Martin, and the hometown crowd cheered him on. Leo Rush charged at MJF, but Warlow grabbed Lee Johnson and Leo Rush. MJF picked up Lee Johnson and Leo Rush and over the top rope, but in the process, he eliminated War, uh, Wardlow like a sacrificial lamb. Frankie Kazarian charged at MJF, but MJF ducked and sent Kaz flying over the top rope. This left Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, and MJF. Dante Martin turned around at Ricky Starks and hoisted him over the top rope. Dante Martin tore off his FTW armband. Dante Martin and MGF will be wrestling next week. Uh, MGF walked out of the ring, and then Ricky Starks jumped into the ring and blindsided Dante Martin. MGF was at the top for the ramp, conf- conflicted, and he charged into the ring. MGF looked at Ricky Starks, and then he and Starks continued to beat down on Dante Martin. Uh, CM Punk, though, rushed to the ring, but MGF retreated. Ricky Starks pulled, uh, puffed his chest at CM Punk. Dante Martin kicked Starks from behind in the head, and then Punk hit the GTS on Starks. So, who won that match? Well, it was the last two standing, Dante Martin and MJF. So, they'll face each other next week on oh, Dynamite. Oh, I got you. Okay, I'm like, wait a minute. So, the, they were the I last guess, two. I guess I missed that little bit of the stipulation there. But, yeah, man, that's, yeah. that's crazy, dude. Crazy, crazy. Right. So, so, MJF has a chance. For a three-peat. For a three-peat. On the Diamond diamond Ring Royale. Well, it's like... Why Why even have it if you're going to give it the same guy every time? Well, you know, the good thing is, though, is him and Punk have been having this riff, so maybe Punk screws him and Dante Martin wins it next week. There you go, right? Or the other thing could be that maybe for some crap-ass reason, um, MJF thinks he's going to be smart. They attack Dante Martin next week, and then instead of just letting him be declared the winner, they make CM Punk take Martin's place, and Punk wins it. 
That would be cool too, dude. I mean, you never know, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, as it stands right now, MJF though has a chance for a three-peat on the Diamond Ring um, Championship or however you want to call it. <laughs> All right, next up we had a big tag team match as we had the Acclaim, uh, Platinum, Matt Caster, and Anthony Bowens, and 2.0, Matt Lee, and Jeff Parker with Daniel Garcia taking on Jassic Jurassic, Jurassic Express, Luke, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr. So an eight-man tag team match. They also had Christian Cage and Julia Hart at ringside. Or were accompanied by anyways. Uh, Jungle Boy and Anthony Bones began the match for their respective teams. Bowen's shoulder tackled Jungle Boy. He would blast Jungle Boy in the chest with a stiff chop. Caster tagged in, but uh, Jungle Boy took down Caster with a hurricanrana. 2.0 came in, and Jungle Boy single-handedly cleared the ring of all four men. Griff Garrison soared over the top rope and landed on all four members of the opposition. The Varsity Blondes used some combo offense, and Pillman hit a beautiful high drop kick. Bowen stomped on Pillman in the corner, and 2.0 taunted Pillman. Uh, Jeff Parker hit a back heel on Pillman uh, for a near fall. Pillman back, uh, backdropped Parker, with, but Castro would tag in and prevent Pillman from tagging out. Jeff Parker tagged in and put the pressure on Pillman. Uh, Bowens tagged in and kicked Pillman directly in the face. The Acclaim tried to suplex Pillman, but Pillman would escape with double knees and tag in Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus stacked up the opposition and splashed them. Uh, he double clothesline 2.0. Uh, Luchasaurus then sandwiched the Acclaim with double choke slams. Uh, Pillman then tagged in and hit Bowens with a fisherman's falcon arrow. Daniel Garcia jumped onto the apron, but Eddie Kingston ran down and pulled Garcia down and ran him into the steel ring steps. Matt Caster tried for a mic drop, but Jungle Boy would lock in the snare trap and force Caster to tap out. What a way to end it, right? It's always right. nice when you get to see a tap out, dude. Mm -hmm. And uh, dang it, AEW, what is with all this interference? Oh, who knows anymore, man? It's crazy. It, 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 you know, I know it makes for entertainment, but not almost every other match. Come on, guys. Right? It's crazy anymore. It gets kind of nutty and, I don't know, convoluted. But, I mean, at least the team we would want to win won. So well, yeah. The interference didn't really freaking end up costing the team the victory So that we wanted to win. So it's all worked out in the, in the end for us, I guess. Yep. All right, next up, another tag match is the Young Bucks versus Chaos. Rocky Romero and the Kentucky Gentleman, Chuck Taylor. Uh, Adam Cole and Brandon Cutler helped out with the Young Bucks and freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy was out there for uh, Team Chaos. So, there you go. Rocky and Nick would lock up first. Nick Jackson had wrist control on Rocky, but Rocky would hip toss Nick. Rocky followed that up with a drop kick. Rocky pulled Nick down with a deep arm drag. Chuck Taylor would tag in, but Mac Jackson grabbed a blind tag. Taylor wasted no time and sent Matt head first into the corner. Uh, the Young Bucks fired back, though, with tandem offense, but Rocky hit a uh, Topa Suicida on uh, Nick Jackson. Uh, Matt Jackson, though, would drop kick Rocky. Back in the ring, Rocky fired a right-handed knife-edge chop at Matt. Uh, Nick hit, though, a Suntom fist drop on uh, Rocky. Chuck Taylor tagged in and hit a DDT flatliner combo on the Bucks. Uh, he followed that up, though, with a uh, Topicon Hero on the Bucks. Uh, Chuck then turned around and taunt Cutler, but uh, the Bucks caught him with super kicks. They super kicked Romero next. 
Uh, Matt set up Chuck on an out on the outside, and Nick flattened him with a flipping senton. Uh, Nick then blasted Chuck Taylor with another senton in the ring. Adam Cole shocked Orange Cassidy with a pump kick on the outside. Uh, then Rocky finally got the tag in, hearkening back to his days as a forever hooligan with running clotheslines to the Bucks. He hit the running slice spread on Matt Jackson for a near fall, very nearly pulling off the upset. Matt Jackson tried for the th- tried for three Northern Light suplexes, but before the third, Rocky countered with a DDT. Uh, Brandon Cutler jumped into the ring with a cold spray and distracted ref Rick Knox. Rick, Rick Knox has got some problems. He's got to figure out how not to get distracted. Right. Uh, Brandon Cutler accidentally sprayed uh, Matt Jackson though with the cold spray instead of Rocky. Rocky almost got uh, almost got the pin on Matt. Romero nailed uh, Matt with a heel kick. Matt Jackson countered though uh, countered Romero and the Bucks finished off Rocky with a uh, Meltzer pull. Well, the Meltzer Meltzer driver for a near fall. There we go. Uh, Adam Cole and the Bucks began to stump Mudhole into Orange Cassidy. Wheeler Uta ran down, but he was outnumbered. Adam Cole spiked Orange Cassidy with a uh, Panama Sunrise. Cole and the Bucks were about to attempt a three-way BTE trigger until Sue, Trent's mom, pulled up in a minivan. Then Trent was in the van, and Trent returned uh, and speared uh, Cutler. Trent charged into the ring and sent Nick Jackson for a ride with a half and half. He cleaned house on the super click. And the bed friends hug because you've got to give the people what they want. <laughs> oh, man. Drive down there with your mama, dude. That's, that's just crazy. In a van. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh. You never know what's going to happen in AEW, I swear. No, I mean, you get these. You, it's fun when you get those all of a sudden pull-ups and, like, you know, WWE events. Like, oh, my God, who's in the car? And then they come running out, and you're like, oh, my God, that's cool. And then all of a sudden, the AEW goes, totally comedic. Trent's mom in a minivan pulls up with Trent in the minivan. Yes, it's awesome, dude. That's I love awesome. it. That is awesome on so many levels. It's relatable, too. Mom, I got to go save my friends who can get their butt kicked. Take me in. <laughs> Take yes. me to the arena. All right, so I'm getting the minivan. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. All right, next up, we had Jamie Hayter. With AEW Women's Champion Dr. Brett Baker, DMD, and Rebel taking on Real. Are you ready? Boy, yes, let's do it. Poor Real looks outnumbered in this one. Very much so, right? Yes, sir. All right, so Hater would scoop slaying Real. Real then, I mean, Hater then swatted Real out of the way when Real attempted a drop kick. Hater charged in, but Real countered with a drop toe hold. Real connected with a diving crossbody for a near fall. Excuse me. Rio then jumped off the top turnbuckle to the outside, but Hater would catch her and then ramped her into the steel ring post. Back in the ring, uh, Hater ran Rio into the turnbuckles. Hater, Hater rocked Rio with a vertical suplex. Then Jamie stomped all over Rio. Hater reversed the leverage of Rio and whipped her into the turnbuckles. Uh, Rio rolled up Hater, rolled up Hater out of desperation, and then double stomped Hater. Uh, then Britt Baker was silenced on the outside of the ring. I don't know what that was supposed to be about. Okay. Rio then stuck Hater with a dragon uh, suplex. Hater rallied back with a brain buster for a near fall. And then Hater spiked Rio with a backbreaker. Hato charged in and Rio met her with a leaping with leaping knees. Or a leaping knee strike. There we go. Rio was nearly, uh, very nearly scored a victory with a code red on Hater. And then Rio, like a lightning bolt, uh, dropped the diving, uh, diving foot stomp onto Jamie Hater. Rio climbed back to the top of the turnbuckles, but Hater met her up there. Hater tried to super uh, superplex Rio, but Rio would send her back to the mat with hammer fists. 
Rebel grabbed Rio's ankle and Hater climbed back to, up to the top. Rio then sent Hater crashing with a crucifix bomb and then a running knee. And then Rio would pin Hater and Dr. Brett Baker and Rebel jumped into the ring after the match. And uh, Baker applied the lockjaw on Rio, trying to incapacitate her before their upcoming match. Man, you get the win and then you still get a beatdown. Like I said, this has got to stop like... It's, it's just frustrating. I, I get it. It's wrestling. You want to make it look like, you know, there's no rules. There's, you know, anything can happen. I get it, but come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. Rio managed to actually, you know, survive the odds, and then you fall onto that. Yeah, it's crazy what they do to anymore. It's, it's nuts, to say the least. Um, but, but good momentum for her going into right. To this match against Britt Baker, dude, because she's going to need it. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, well, I can tell you right now, though, Sammy Guevara, we talked about earlier, who has he's been taking on newcomers of late for his TNT title. He's not taking on a newcomer in his next open challenge. Guess who it's going to be? Who's it going to be? The American Nightmare. Ooh. Him and Cody. Dude, that's going to be a badass match. Yes, sir. Can't wait to watch that one. It hasn't been officially announced yet, so I'm looking forward to that. It might be at Winter's Coming next week. Well, hopefully. Or it will be this Friday on Rampage, but they didn't have it official yet, so. All right. Inside scoop there. What's up, That's bro? right. But now it is time for the main event. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on Dark Waters, John Silver. A little warm-up for Brian Danielson before next week's Winter's Coming Dynamite when he takes on AEW World Champion, Adam Hangman Page. Yes, and we will be watching this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Okay, here we go. So, right off the bat, Brian ran off the ropes and smashed Silver with a shoulder block. They locked up and Silver nailed Brian with a shoulder block of his own, and then Silver would flex. Brian Danielson stormed Silver with kicks. Silver then fired back with roundhouse kicks. Danielson dropped to a knee but lured Silver to the outside. Danielson rocked Silver with a strong European uppercut. Uh, Danielson dropped a diving knee onto the back of Silver's head. Then Danielson jumped off the turnbuckles, but Silver countered with a powerbomb. Danielson and Silver traded kicks. Silver rolled through with a heel hook. Danielson rolled to the bottom of the rope to get to the rope break. Uh, Silver launched himself with a cannonball, a cannonball senton onto Danielson outside the ring. Back in the ring, Silver used his German suplex on Danielson, but Danielson landed on his feet. Silver tripped Danielson and sent Danielson flying with a German suplex. Silver was looking for the spin doctor finisher, but Danielson managed to gouge Silver's eyes. Danielson hammered down with elbows on Silver. Danielson picked up Silver and spiked him with a gotcha-style pile driver. Danielson went for the label lock, but Silver would not, was knocked out, and the referee stopped the match. After the match, Danielson grabbed the mic, and Danielson said he promised to kick, Silver's, uh, kick in Silver's head. However, AEW World Champion Adam Hangman Page sprinting down the ring, throwing fists at Danielson, and then he would say, next week I'm going to stomp the cowboy shit out of you. <laughs> Dang, man. This is going to be uh, this is gonna be crazy. And you know what I love about Danielson? He's doing everything he said he was going to do. He said he was going to take on the whole Dark Order until he got to Adam Hangman Page. All right. And, and he did. Yeah. And he's kicked every one of their asses. Yes, he's got his ass kicked in the process, too. But he's still winning. All right. 
So it's going to make next week even more interesting. I can't wait for winter is coming. Hope you all tune in and check it out because it's going to be a great night of dynamite. Ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> a great night of dynamite. Hell yeah. Gotta love it, bro. On a Wednesday night. If you got nothing better to do on a Wednesday night, you better be tuning in to you TNT better. Yeah. Dynamite. TNT Dynamite, baby. Lincoln Bio. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess then there's that, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. That was another great episode. I can't wait to do it again. We got Saturday. We got WWE talk. We got some interesting news out of WWE recently, too. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got Sunday uh, basketball talk coming up, too. It's going to be some good basketball. Curry's still trying to get that title. He couldn't quite hit the 15 he need or the, sorry, the 16 he needed uh, last night against Portland. So he won't be doing it at home. He'll probably be doing it on the road because I think they're on a little bit of a road trip now. Um, so that's unfortunate for Golden State. They didn't get it done at home, but he tried. He, he tried last night. He was all in it, but he, he shots just weren't falling. But, I mean, at least he didn't do it detrimental to the team. They ended up I winning. think what it is to you when, when you try to do it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, if you're not going to just let it flow, it's kind of hard. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure Clay Thompson, when he set the original record for most threes in a game, because it, it would have taken Curry to beat that record for him to get the season record. Clay Thompson didn't go, oh, I'm going to go for the single-game record tonight. You know, yeah, I'm just, trying. It just happened. It, it just happens because of the flow of the game and the knack. He was just he was just feeling it. And, he just, and it just ended up working out that way. You know, when you're trying, when you want something, I think he tried a little too hard. And it looked like, because some of his shots were a little off, and it was just like, yeah, he's trying too hard. You just, I think in the next game or two, he's just going to let, I think he's so, going to yeah, let So, yeah, we'll find out maybe if uh, if he's if he's broke the record, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I think he will, I think. Because it's only nine now, so. Yeah. It, it, it'll probably be broken, because I think he's, I think the next game for sure, which is Philly, I want to say. Um, he's just probably going to let the game flow instead of worrying about it too much. Yeah. Concentrate more on the game itself, and I think he'll let him go in that route. Uh, and then um, we'll be back, of course, with Tuesday football talk. Uh, we'll know the Heisman. I believe we'll know the Heisman Trophy winner on Saturday. So we'll talk about that. Um, it looks like it's going to probably, of course, according to everybody, it's going to be Alabama's Bryce Young. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it's officially that because there's some other good candidates there. And, of course, uh, we're going to get start getting towards the stretch run of the NFL season as we get ready for the postseason. Right? NFL. I mean, this is crazy. Football gets here and then it's gone just like that. Yeah. I don't like this, brother. I miss football. Yeah, I know. You're already missing it. It's not even gone yet. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we're not on the back half of the freaking season, are we? Right. Ugh. Yeah, we'll, also, we'll talk about if there's any more coaching rumors because Oregon's rumor mill is starting to heat up right now, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it, and we may have news for you by Tuesday on that. That would be cool, too. Yeah, uh, possible former coach coming back to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, yes, brother. It'd be nice, actually. I'm kind of looking forward to that if it happens. Uh, but so we'll have that much more. Um, so that does does it for here for does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. 
This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.